0: Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe, hosted on the Relay of Fun Network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace and HelpSpot. I'm one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmeen Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, and tech columnist, Andy Anako. Hi there! And Russell is back. Russell is back to join us. App sensation, Russell Ivanovich.
1: Woo! <laughs> I have to say, Anise did an amazing job, but uh, I'm back. I may not be an expert, mean. I listened to the show, by the way. Those mean things Ooh, you said were you aren't mean. You weren't supposed
0: to do that. You weren't supposed to do that. i
1: up in the corner crying, <laughs> but I'm back anyway.
2: Well, we are, kind of, we are kind of screwed because everybody here who's listening to this show now is either angry at us because, Russell, you weren't here last week, or they're upset because and she was so great and she's not here this week. So there's really no way we can do a show that pleases everybody now. So the pressure's off. This could be our greatest show ever. Oh, I like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we had a lot of fun with Anise Davis. Uh, and as I listened back to the episode, I realized I never said her last name, and I felt so terrible afterwards. So, Anise, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Go uh, go check out the last episode of East David. Yeah, Davis. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun here, uh, recording material and having her on. Um, and there were some comments on there saying, "Hey, can you come back?" And so uh, I think we're you know we're gonna hit up uh, Mark Edwards and see if he can kidnap you more often, uh, Russell. So uh, we'll have <laughs> niece Davis.
1: It's kidnapping as a service. It's not Columbia or anywhere like <laughs> that. It's just the Mark uh, Edwards' Melbourne.
0: experience.
1: Yeah, the market was no. Experience. You know, maybe
0: we, we don't have to get rid of you, Russell. We can have a you know some. So we have some uh, fourth uh, guest co-hosts come on every once in a while and add some new. Like, I think that sounds kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I have to tell you, Yasmeen, while, while I mean, while while I was away, well, well, yeah, I guess while I was away from the show, Mark Edwards and I built an app live on stage. It was totally not staged. There was no canned bits, um, and I believe the video might be coming out at some stage, which we're going to try and suppress. What? But if if it does manage to come out, then then I'm sure I can put it in the show notes. Oh yeah. The name of that app
2: was Pokemon Go. <laughs> Russell is now a quadrimillionaire. <laughs> and it was all in improv. Now, how does one improv code development? I, I will say that I, I think I speak for many people who have used mobile phone apps that a lot of the apps that I've paid money for and I rely on every day do look like they were making it up as they go along in 45 minutes off the top of their heads.
1: Well, Mark and I had a discussion about this. So this was a a conference called Dev World and we were giving the keynote presentation and Mark had volunteered us. He's like, oh, let's build it up live on stage. Let's do the design and the development in 50 minutes and somehow I agreed and the the trick is, Andy, we got together because we don't live in the same city. Like we're eight hours drive apart. So we didn't get to rehearse this or anything. So I just said, look, we can either try and be informative or we can be entertaining. I, I feel like we've got to choose one of those and we looked at the the kind of people that attend, the sort of students and people in the industry. We're like, we're probably not going to be able to inform them, especially like as the first you know thing up in the keynote. Let's just go for entertaining. So, yeah, we had a lot of uh, code completion shortcuts. We had had a lot of, um, you know, magical moments. We had a HDMI switches, so we could easily switch between my laptop and Mark. So whenever anything went wrong, I'm like, over to Mark, click, and then quickly fixed it, and he was the same. And we, we got there in the end. We build, built the world's best egg timer. And I will put a link in the show notes to the complete... Uh, set of resources, so the source codes there, all the designs of that. You can put this app into the store today. That's that's how amazing it is.
0: Wow! So um, it's you. You had HDMI, so they did. So they couldn't see you doing a Google search. How to make this app work? <laughs> well, that, that's I, like really a true developer,
1: at the end of the presentation, <laughs> I did steal some stuff from Stack Overflow. I showed them how to do that. I'm like, Look, you, you go to the top voted answer, <laughs> hey. you copy the paste, uh, copy the code, you paste it in, you're done.
0: That's actually one thing, uh, you know, it, we, we joke about it, you know, saying, oh, we Google it, Stack Overflow. But honestly, a lot of development uh, is it's not knowing all the answers, Is just being able to understand the material enough so you can problem solve and figure things out, and also being able to Google search stuff and figure out the solution and think through, oh, okay, that's how they're doing it and solve for it. Um, so young listener, or listeners that are out there, or not even young, but people that are getting into tech and development and design. Please do not sell yourself short because you think you're, you're not like up to par with uh, some of the stuff because, you know, I, I've been in the industry uh, if, for a few years now. So I ran into some people that I think, wow, you do this for a living. I could, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, that's a, 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 when, I, when I write code these days, I, a, one third of my effort is reminding myself, Andy, don't be a hero <laughs> just just because when you grew up during the Carter administration, you had to type every line of code in yourself doesn't mean that it's wrong to simply, again, go to Stack Overflow, do a search for the problem you're trying to solve, find beautifully written, commented and tested and proven code that works 100 times better than what you would do yourself, and just, just – copy and paste it and and annotate and say thanks to years where I got the code thank you to this person who for, for for depositing this and if you can also give something back and make do a blog post saying I had to solve this problem this code worked great I had to change it like this but so if you need to interface with that this is how you do that because I think that part of uh, I, I haven't obviously been in programming instruction in years and years but I hope that when uh, people learn how to code for real a lot of it is beating it into them that all people want is results and that you're most valuable to a team when a you prove that you can work with other people's code and doubly so when you get something done two days ahead of schedule uh, and you didn't get any lawyers involved by stealing uh, stuff that didn't belong to you
0: (laughs) yeah I mean, uh, there, there's been a lot of cases at work where, you know, we present something. I'm a UX designer, so I don't necessarily uh, mess with the visuals so much. Uh, but I, you know, I'll come up with a solution for something and then we'll present some wireframes. And, you know, we, we do have some layouts in there and some of the UI. Uh, but a, t- a lot of the times the developers will come and be like, hey, we found this uh, framework that would allow us to do this. Uh, it, You know, th- these are the different things and this is how it looks different. We could work on changing it up or do you think that's OK and whatnot. So, yeah. It's uh, definitely using other people's code, of course, not stealing, but you know, it's on, it's available for you to use and attributing them. Like that's definitely, definitely uh, a part of uh, the industry, and people do that.
1: You can't steal that, which is being given away for free. Exactly. And the only additional advice I'd give on top of that is feel free to copy and paste as much source code as you want from the internet. Just make sure you understand what it does. It doesn't matter that you didn't write the original, as long as what you're pasting in, you know, you can follow and you can be like, okay, I, I see what that's doing. Also, if a big,
2: big block of the code, like you hit page down three times and all you see is what look like hash uh, hash hexadecimal code and the programmer's name sounds kind of Russian-y – Maybe you don't want to use code <laughs> that you don't understand. Hey, I don't, I, I'm, hey, not, hey I'm, I'm sure being bigoted. we have
0: Russian developers here. That, and not, uh, you
2: know, and and not co, I am part of that wonderful tradition of dying on this on the frozen steps for the motherland. So I can I can make jokes like that. I don't know what the derogatory word would be for my people, but I'm entitled to use that. All I'm saying is that there's there's reasons why people hide, give you free code, and then there's a big block of mush mush text that does not conform to any programming language you understand, and it's not because oh. Well, I, I i saved your i saved your disk, uh, your, your hard drive, eight kilobytes of space by compressing it into this block of data. You're welcome. Just execute it. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Speaking, speaking of our international listeners, so those out there in different countries, um, we did we did get, a, a, I think, our first voicemail. We don't have a voicemail number. I'm not sure how this person got us a voicemail. But uh, this is the same person that challenged us to say the name of their German town, which I'm not going to attempt again. It was it was a fun town. So I actually uh, reverse challenged them with the name of an Australian town. And I just want to – it's a very short voicemail. I just want to play it for you now. Hey, Yasmin, Russell and Andy. This is Robin from Gelsenkirchen. I'm the one who challenged you with my city's name and I have to say, you came pretty close and Russell's story was cool. Um, I'm sorry that you had to watch your team lose. Um, So I tweeted Russell about it and asked him for a challenge too, so this is where I deliver. And he gave me a city's name which I believe is pronounced Wagga Wagga. I hope I did it right. Just, Just let me know. I suppose it's Australian, so this is based on what I've heard Russell talk and how he sounds. Anyways... I love the podcast. Keep it up and have a nice day. Aw, oh, he loves the podcast. Keep it up and have a nice Yay. day. And for reference, I, I actually know before I tell you how it is pronounced. Andy and do Yasmeen, you, do you want to have a go at this? It's spelled W-A-G-G-A, W-A-G-G-A. It's the name of an Australian town.
0: Waja Waja. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming not because you're laughing at me, Russell.
1: <laughs> Spot on.
0: Russell, Russell, oh, what? oh,
1: wait, wait, I'm going to go with Newton, Newton Highlands. Newton Highlands, no. It is in the Australian vernacular, it's Wagga Wagga. Let's go down to Wagga Wagga, 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 Wagga. mate. I was, I was way off.
0: Wow. <laughs> wadja, Holy wadja. cats. No. Wadja, I'm embarrassed. Wadja.
1: Yes, uh so right, well, Whatever, got...
0: Russell. I'm gonna ask you to say jalapenos and then we'll, well then we'll be uh jalapenos. We'll be even. Yeah, hey, I'm impressed, I'm impressed. Next really next, week,
2: ge- next week's local regional geographical challenge is spell <laughs> Lemonster. Well Lemonster. The lovely town of Lemonster, outside
1: of Boston. I don't know if this is going to become a regular thing, but there you go. we got our first voicemail, well,
2: that's, I thought that, it was That's the shibboleth in New, New England. To find out, Are you really from Boston, or are you one of those college kids who like wants to pretend that, oh, no, I grew up in Alston. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm from here. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah? Right, 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 right. Pronounce this word, this name, <laughs> to this town.
0: It's, uh, you know, we, we did listen to Robin's voicemail. Thank you for sending that. But um, in the email... He he uh, said something which I do not agree with because he's uh, he he was asking for stickers. He, he knew he wasn't gonna get any, but he was like poking my buttons. But you know, actually, Robin, I would have given you some, but you totally misspelled my name. Oh, so close, so close. Uh, no, but but he says uh, just for. Poops and Giggles. Can I say Poops and Giggles <laughs> on the show? I won't say the actual word he said, but uh, it, it was funny. He said, I, I don't expect to get any, but I'm just going to do it for, for the, the fun of it. So, uh, Robin, thanks for sending that. It was a lot of fun. And although I can't send you a material sticker, I have a solution for you. You can actually go buy. A material sticker on Sticker Meal, and we'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, this is awesome because either, these are the stickers that Jelly Jelly. <laughs> that's not his name, Jelly Bean Soup, that's what I know him on Twitter. What, what's his actual name, Russell?
1: He actually goes by the moniker Jelly. He's, he's one of those people that's decided to nickname himself after an animal.
0: Well, there we go. Then Jelly uh, created these awesome Android Edition Material uh, Podcast stickers, and the the whole idea is that we are actually in Android phone. So it's me, Andy, and Russell in Android phone. Um, this is the this was actually on the shirt design. So. Uh, we made them into stickers, and they're super fun and super cute. They're my favorite, so go buy one. It's on Sticker Meal. We'll put a show, uh, link in the show notes so you can go check it out. And uh, yeah, and, and go support Jelly because he is awesome, and he—I I, I love his artwork.
2: They—they they are beautiful little like Android versions of us. And Russell, like in our in our chat window, is, is wearing one of the one of the green ones right now. I, I have to say that I I have not yet had the. Guts to actually wear mine in public, where people can see. Fortunately, if my if, if my shirt is unbuttoned, you only see Yasmeen. you don't. I'm, I'm sort of like on the. I'm over the hot. I'm over the. I'm, I'm the hot <laughs> spot. It's just that I because because it does. You know, there, I, I do have uh, a couple of. I, I do have that. The, my my figure is wearing the hat I normally wear. My These sideburns or mutton chops are not stick-on, so I will be wearing those as well. And I don't know how to answer the question, why are you wearing a shirt with your picture on it? <laughs> <laughs> is that
1: you on your shirt? Yes, is that, yes. Yes. yes, it
0: is. I, I wore one when I went to, went to visit my aunt, and she was just looking at my shirt. And I was like, what, what's going on? She goes, I'm trying to figure out who or what is on your shirt. And I was like, it's me, aunt. You're know, like, it's me. And she goes, what? Is that you? So uh, anyways, it, it's a lot of fun. I'm on a shirt.
2: I, you just reminded me of the 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 big the best self ego knockdown in history, in, in in my personal history. So I'm checking <laughs> out the uh, there's a of. Short version of you th- If you heard about the Hemingwright word processor? It's now it's called the Free Rise. It's a really, really, really nice, ki- interesting Kickstarter try- trying to make a digital typewriter. It has an e-ink display. And so I come into – I have a, a, a meeting with uh, the designer of it in his office in New York. And he turns it on and the e-ink display has – oh, well, there's a picture of uh, – it has like a, a three like figures on it. And one of them is clearly Agatha Christie. Another one is clearly Charles Dickens. And the other – is a fellow who has, you know... Sort of my kind of build and my kind of my signature glasses and my mutton chops and the jacket that I'm wearing, like when I'm trying to be a respectable geek, is he's also the same jacket I'm wearing on the material t shirt. And I said, Oh, that that, that, that guy looks familiar. And I don't know whether he caught that or not, but it was only 25 to 30 minutes in the briefing when he said, Oh, of course. And and you go back to our title screen, which has Agatha Christie and Charles Dickens uh, and yeah, it wasn't me. It was a certain science fiction writer that uh, is also noted for having mutton chops and
0: and it
2: was. And, <laughs> 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 and I'm glad I didn't say, "Oh goodness, I, I'm so impressed that you decided to for this meeting customize cu- customize your." your you know it, it was Isaac Asimov. It wasn't Andy Notko. And <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, th- thankfully, there's not that many Yasmin yes, I mean, uh, Evians in Android for- in Android form uh, walking around, so, so I think I, I looked out a little bit. But this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code material at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you, because if it's worth the time, it's worth sharing to the world. Squarespace puts all the power you need in your hands to take all the pain points away. You just focus on getting your content in there, and it is going to look great. Uh, the templates are wonderfully designed, and they're responsive, which means it's going to look great on your desktop or on your mobile device. And if you like to go into the code a little bit more, they do have uh, you know their their developers. Tools so you can dig into the code and make it look the way you want it. With 24/7 support, with live chat and email, it really is a great place to uh, you know get your website done. You can get some e-commerce use their e-commerce platform in order to sell some stuff, or you know if you just want a cover page, just get a simple uh, single-page website. They also have that too. Squarespace takes all all of those issues of worrying about hosting and all that other stuff. You just got to worry about your content, and it's going to be good to go. And if you want to sign up for your year, you'll get a free domain name allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for material. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of FM.
1: So I have got to say, as you know, long-time listeners of this show know, Andy and Yasmin are generally sort of Nexus, sometimes Motorola fans when it comes to phone phones. I've been recently, you know, touting my conversion to to the world of Samsung. I look at my Note Seven; it's so pretty, and I may have spent, you know, some of some of the sponsor money on getting one. And I, I know I've been away for a week, so you know, I'm like I'm drawing my phone or whatever, and then. And then I, I get this. I'm going I'm to read something that the, the Samsung told me recently. They said, Samsung Electronics Australia advises all customers who use a Galaxy Note 7 smartphone to power down their device. I'm like, oh, that's unusual. Return it to its place of purchase. Oh, and use an alternative device until a remedy has been provided. So it turns out, and this is this is not a laughing matter at all, that um, some of these have been exploding so while charging. So there's been two cases... Um, in australia i believe there's been about 35 others sort of worldwide where um, people have had it you know plugged into the charger and the battery has actually got really hot and caught fire in fact it's funny one of the stories is we're actually connected to the guy so our designer chris it's another guy he knows who was traveling to perth and he was charging his phone just in his hotel you know next to his bed as as you normally do and his phone actually you know caught fire and actually charged some of the hotel room so it's it's quite a serious issue. I'm sure there are a lot of, you know, jokey puns that, you know, we can make about exploding devices. But if you have one of these <laughs> anywhere in the world, uh, you yeah, you need to, to sort out taking it back.
2: Yeah, at this point, uh, uh, some S- September 1st, th- th- that uh, is when uh, Samsung actually went out and said that <laughs> uh, we have actually, this is a problem, uh, standby, we're going to have a, some sort of, a, a, of, a, of an adjustment coming, and then later that day said that if you have a Note 7, we will swap it for another Note 7, stop using it, uh, or they will even, if you don't trust the Note 7, or even if you decided that the Note 7 was a bad idea for you, generally, they would they will swap it for a regular Samsung Galaxy uh, S7 Edge, uh, and they will refund whatever the price difference is. If you bought Note 7-specific accessories, they will refund the money for those accessories for you. Uh, if you're in the United States, uh, at least, uh, you, you can do even better. Uh, no matter where you have your phone, you uh, you basically you take it right back to uh, wherever you bought it, or you call 1-800-SAMSUNG for further instructions. But in the United States, the stores like Best Buy and Verizon and AT&T are kind of sweetening the deal in the interest of making sure that their customers don't have their houses burned down uh for instance uh you, some of them are allowing to swap the note 7 for any other phone they sell so if you want to get the new iphone that's going to be announced tomorrow you can do that uh, some of them will give you a full refund not even charge you the restocking fee uh they really want these back and it really is uh, that important i mean if there is a uh from a journalistic standpoint we're supposed to go through here's how to tell if you have one of the note 7s that's affected uh you hold it in your hand and if it is a note 7 stop using it seriously uh <laughs> it is it is one of those things where if you it's only been about a few dozen but the it's been quite dramatic we're not talking about oh it's overheating and oh look the back is kind of melty it's no it actually bursts into flames <laughs> it a, yeah. so it is so it is literally unsafe i can't think of any excuse for actually continuing to use it uh, particularly now that you can especially in the, in the united states you can go if you're watching it if you're listening to this anytime before your local and t of Verizon store closes you can go right now and swap it for a different phone uh, so definitely do that right now uh, because this is a very very serious problem
0: i guess uh the the only thing i can recommend is if you have to use it for whatever reason to get like your your account information synced up or whatever maybe do it underwater I think a 6 would be uh, less of an <laughs> issue there because, you know, the Note 7 is uh, waterproof and we've seen that people have been able to use it underwater. Uh, no, it really, it really sucks because, you know, the Note 7 had some amazing reviews. People were like, this is amazing. I love this uh, phone. It's like the best yet. And people just loved it. And then they come out with this issue and you're like, oh, no, oh, no, this is a terrible uh from Samsung's point of view, you know, just like thinking about the from a PR perspective. It's like or even though the, I mean, this happened to a lot of the phones, but it, people are going to be like, I don't know. Do I want a Samsung now? Because I don't know if I trust the, the company anymore. And of course, you know lots of things happen when you're building uh hardware and there's just so many things that could could go wrong so oh, that that just that just really su- sucks uh for Samsung and you know everyone that bought the Note 7 but I'm but I but I will say that I'm really really glad that they're taking the initiative to make it really easy for you to go get that uh you know get it refurbished or, I mean, you know, you can exchange it and get a new phone and get, they're going to take care of that for you. So I hope they get the issue resolved. Um, hey, and I guess uh, one, one nice, one good thing about Samsung uh, through this is that they, they are, like I said, they are showing that they do want to replace them, but they actually paid for the hotel damages. Uh, Russell, that story you were telling about one of the, it actually caused damage to the hotel and they paid for the hotel damages.
1: Yeah, so this is this is the interesting thing, right? In, in a situation like this, a, a company has to act. I'd, I don't know if I I'd, I'd take the fanboy stance. It's like, oh, isn't it good of Samsung that they. I think it's good that they were proactive. <laughs> I think it's good that they got on top of it. But I think they kind of had to. Like, you can't have phones catching fire and be like, oh, you're, you're charging it wrong. I'm going to send you an explosive case to put it. You, <laughs> you can't really take that stance. It's still good that they got out in front of it. But the, like I say, they kind of had to. Yeah, they. In oh, the case yeah. they did.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying they're the. No, no, I think you want to get at least twenty, 20 feet away from that
1: phone, in case in <laughs> case it implodes. But the thing is, I, I have heard that from some Samsung fans. They're like, "Oh, isn't it amazing? Apple would never do this." I'm pretty sure yeah, if Apple they, phones were <laughs> catching fire, that they they might do it a little bit like more like, "Oh, you know, you did this and this," but we'll replace them, bring them back. But it's something you have to do, and it is good here in Australia. At least um, you can take your phone back immediately, even if you're so in love with the Note Seven that you're like, "I can't bear to use any other phone." They will give you a free loan phone. So here in in Australia, at least. If you go back to them, you can get yourself an S7 and you can use that until it's approximately three weeks, they said, until the stocks of the, you know, the ones with the non-exploding batteries, you know, come in. So do that. Don't hold on to your phone and be like, oh, I'm going to charge it for the next three weeks and then replace it. Just just go and get an S7, you know, experience that for a while. And then if you really love the Note 7, you know, get your replacement when it comes out.
2: And some of the United States stores have been saying the same thing, where if you, if you really do love the Note 7, you don't want to be without it f- a phone for a week. Come back; they will give you a loaner for a week. Definitely check in with your store because they're almost all of them that, I've, that I checked with and read up on today are doing much better than the simple mail it in. We'll mail a, a something a, something else back to you. Um, it is, and it is just a. Pro- it appears that it is just a problem with the battery packs themselves. It's not as though there's something in the circuitry uh, in the charging circuit that's screwed up. Uh, so it is going to be as simple as them just simply. Actually, they're just they're just going to be <laughs> sending you brand new stock. It looks like uh, with uh, certified good batteries uh but uh looks like uh they uh they i have (laughs) it's interesting there they the information comes out that 70 percent of the batteries and the note and the note sevens were built by samsung another 30 percent were built by amperex i uh, i (laughs) I haven't been able to find out which ones are the bad ones or even if there's uh, a a a production lot wide problem with them uh so it's the (laughs) there's, there's so much interesting stuff to unpack from this uh the uh uh, Kodong Jin the head of uh, Samsung's whole smartphone business was asked you know how much what's going to be the, the financial impact of recalling 2.5 million note 7s and he said and I I hope that this was just a a colorful translation of a Korean idiom but the quote that that he's attributed to him is it's, it's a heartbreaking amount quote unquote um, however uh, this It bears mentioning that Samsung's smartphone business is less than 5% of the revenue of, of the entire company, so it's not as though uh, they're going to suffer anything beyond a temporary uh, stock hit. If this if this were an Apple product, oh, my God, would Apple be screwed right now because that's where – they make all, almost all of their money from iPhones, so – If they are not going to get the money this quarter they're expecting to get from a boom uh, iPhone 7 sale, they're in bad trouble. If they were to lose uh, future sales based on lack of trust, they would be super screwed, but Samsung – uh, will definitely uh, definitely weather weather this storm. Uh, and the other, if you're looking for pos- possible good news, there's also been a couple of different pieces of speculation as to what Samsung is going to do with these 2.5 million phones that they are going to be getting back. Uh, some people are speculating that in a few months there's going to be a big flood of discounted factory refurbished Note 7s. I mean, they're going to get them back. They're going to swap out the batteries with good ones and then put up on put them on the secondary market. Um, I'm not sure. Sh- that's, that's not for certain. They could just decide to take a write down on it. Uh, and then just part them out for uh, as a as scrap um, it's also worth mentioning that uh, it's uh, Samsung didn't have a choice but to recall everything uh, however they did uh, maybe this isn't uh, this, it's worth noting that they decided to do a voluntary recall uh, if they had for instance in the United States decided to do an official recall with the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission that would have a lot of implications for instance it would make it illegal for anybody to sell a note seven they would be Formally, but government back, you cannot sell these. Uh, so we don't know if there are going to be time bombs waiting to go off when there's back stock in some store that hasn't been cleared out, and maybe in six or seven months, uh, someone someone at Best Buy who's just been hired a month ago and has never heard of this puts just puts this back on display. It also would give, uh, if it were a formal recall, it would give consumers. Uh, basically, the United States government would have the consumers back. As things are right now. If you bought a Note 7, you have to rely on Samsung's goodwill to actually go f- come through with the things that they're promising. Looks like that they're ahead of this, but bears mentioning that they didn't do the, the absolute best thing they could possibly do.
0: Russell, I got a question uh, for you. Now, when you said you got a message from Samsung, was that just like via email or did they come up as a notification?
1: Ah, so in Australia, they've sent out notifications to all the users. The The actual thing I quoted though was I went online and they have one of those, you know how a lot of companies now have that live chat thing, which I actually don't mind. I, I prefer yeah, yeah. that to talking to someone on the phone. It's, it's a geek thing. And that's they gave me like the official PR line, like this is exactly what you have to do. But here in Australia, at least they sent out a push notification to, yeah, all Note 7s.
2: Yeah, they, they should have. That was smart, because if, if they had decided to do it as, let's say they, 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 they send you a URL, so please click on this link, and it's like a flash animation on the site, yeah, that would definitely have ignited the phone. So that's, <laughs> they did the responsible thing of flying on SMS.
0: Hey, you know, they can push ads to you, so uh, I'm sure they can push a notification that tells you, go turn this phone off right now and run to the nearest store. So, yes, if you are listening to the show, maybe on a Note 7, please don't be. Go uh, turn that off and go get that fixed. I, I have one other
1: hurt. tiny story about this, Yasmeen. Um I, I was on the, the support line with this representative and they were asking me, you know, her, her name was Mary and she's like, oh, look, um, do you have a replacement device that you can use or would you like us to send you one? And she used the words that you can keep. And I had this guilty moment. I looked around my desk and there's literally seven other phones sitting on my desk. I'm like... Do I have a replacement device? I'm like, do I have a... And I'm like, ah, oh, I probably should do the right thing here. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can find another phone for three weeks. It's fine.
0: R- Russell, you have a friend that will not buy Samsung devices <laughs> that you could have given one to. Well,
1: this is my other dilemma, Yasmin. So I was going to go back to the S7 Edge, which, which is a phone I said I love. I think it might be my favorite phone. But my brother's borrowed that for three days because he's thinking about switching from you know iOS to... Uh, to the world of Samsung he smashed his his iPhone into little pieces he had a 5s and he's like oh i like that phone can i try it out for a few days so yasmin I, i've had to you're, go back you're to doing this the Lord's
0: work. it runs the Yay, 6p
1: it's the 6p it runs the new which which is nice um, i'm not going to say disparaging things about this phone because i know a lot of our listeners have it so i'm just going to end my uh, commentary there but this is this is the phone that i'm using hey, the go, 6p
0: go go download that night uh, night mode enabler so you can get your fancy night mode
1: <laughs> oh God! So it, I
2: I just had this picture when when they do like the really bad basic cable like exploitation movie of the week about this disaster, like it will be. Oh th- thank God we managed to recall all of the phones that ignite, and then suddenly like the slow zoom in on Russell, like <laughs> my brother. Borrowed my Note 7 for his camping trip
1: to the oil
0: refineries. Oh, my God.
2: We need the keys to the car right now.
1: I kid you not, Andy. He does work in the oil and gas industry. so this is. Hey! <laughs> does, does he want to
2: be on the news like everywhere? And does he want to be the winner of a huge settlement from one of the larger South Korean companies that are out there?
1: <laughs> and another friend I have, who's an industrial designer, actually designed those uh, boats that they they dump off all refineries. Basically, when they catch fire and everyone has to get off really fast, these d- boats drop like twenty five meters into the water. He designed those, so that completes the entire picture. We we we've got a mini series here that <laughs> Wait, we can, we can, do we can this. work on.
0: We can do this.
1: And and I can just see him. You know, he's had a few late nights. Maybe Russell's been like yelling at him, whatever. He just makes one little mistake, and then you know the boat hits the water. You know, explodes into pieces, and there's sharks. Uh, tornadoes maybe. Can we throw some tornadoes in there?
0: Tornadoes.
2: I bet I bet right now he's like making he's like going through the manifest of these emergency boats and saying, Okay, the battery in the in the emergency radio, it's not a lipo, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't made by either Samsung <laughs> or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or
1: Amperex. God dang it. <laughs>
2: I cannot catch a break here.
1: I, I have to say the, the the last part of this, Yasmin, is I'm very impressed that there wasn't more um you know i don't know what to call it samsung hate coming from you i was expecting a lot more like uh yeah jibes and things like that. I'm, I'm very impressed
0: <sighs> you know it's uh it's life or death here life or death i'm just kidding I don't it could be could be could really injure yourself so um i guess you should have just stayed with the nexus all along i don't know i have nothing better
2: Meanwhile, meanwhile, Apple is doing the holy thing. They they care so much about their users. They're worrying about the strangulation hazard affected by all of these wired headphones. They're saying, you know what? We want no part of this. We don't want to be part of the death roll of kids being strangled by headphones. You know what? We're going to just take off the headphone jack completely. That's because we value human life. I don't know what Samsung's playing at, but Apple stands behind life.
0: I, I wonder if at their event tomorrow they're gonna take some jabs at uh at Exploding Hardware. Tim I, Cook I bet is they gonna will. Tim
2: Cook is gonna walk out carrying carrying like sparklers in both hands and not say anything <laughs> about it.
0: <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. Okay, again we record on Tuesday night. So uh, you know, Wednesday is gonna be the Apple event, which uh, we if if they announce something, we won't know and Thursday's when the episode comes out, so I'm going to go actually.
1: out of a limb and say Apple probably is not going to go there if for the sole reason that there's a very, very, very minor chance that this is going to happen to them in the future in, in some way and you really don't want to be caught in that situation where you're like, haha, your phones catch fire and then your phones catch fire. <laughs> but uh, there is some more positive news. I'm here to tell you about HelpSpot. Uh, this ep- uh, this episode of material is brought to you by HelpSpot. If you deal with any kind of customer support, uh, you need HelpSpot basically. It's the most comprehensive and flexible help desk software around. Uh, with HelpSpot, you can let your customers reach you however they choose. So some things that support email, you know, web, phone, it doesn't matter. HelpSpot will be the central place for all your customer support needs. It turns a disjointed email exchange into a meaningful conversation uh, it gets you a quick view of you know any trends relating to support requests. So if you're inside Samsung somewhere, you're like, oh, this is interesting. Phones exploding. How about real-time reporting to see exactly what's happening with your support? HelpSpot has everything you need. Uh, they even help you create a self-service portal to give your customers all the knowledge-based articles they need. So as you would expect, HelpSpot is a service that they can host for you, but you can also run your own. So if you want to you know, run it on your own service too, you can do that. Uh, they're really good value at, in terms of customer service and they're committed to giving you unrivaled value for your hard-earned money. So put simply, this means uncomplicating pricing uh, that includes everything you need for your help desk. So you'll get unlimited tickets, mailboxes, custom fields, reports, you know, and a knowledge base, all for one simple price. Help spot current customers include, startups and Fortune 500 uh, companies, lots of IT departments, call centers, customer service groups, across the industry, including software, banking, healthcare, education, transportation, and commerce. So, I mean, you get the idea. Helpspot is not a flash in the pan company. They've been around for a while. They're servicing some big, big companies here, um, and they've been doing this for over twelve years now. So, you're thinking as a material listener, like, "Ooh, where's where's the offer? What do I get?" So, it's free for up to three users. And super inexpensive for larger teams. Better still, you get an additional ten percent off for life when you use the offer code MATERIAL when you sign up. So you want to go to Helpspot.com/MATERIAL to start your trial today, or to sign up for a free demo account to learn more. You know about how it can help you and your support team. So we want to thank Helpspot so much for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
0: Speaking of doubts, that was a bad transition. No, <laughs> don't use it. Of
1: death, okay.
0: Uh, yeah that was okay let's <laughs> we'll edit that out i was <laughs> no, no, to, I was know where to you're going i was <laughs> going. <laughs> trying to be funny with project aura
1: <laughs> oh but, uh. <laughs> yeah okay okay i follow you now.
0: <laughs> uh yeah yeah I'm gonna gonna let you take this one, Andy, because I know you were a huge Project R fan.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's too bad. Project R was that really cool project uh, that uh, Google launched a few years ago that was going to try to build phones out of modular components. The idea being that you don't have to, you don't, you wouldn't feel the need to replace your whole phone every two or three years uh, when your screen is fine, your memory is fine, everything else is fine. You just want a better camera. Well, you can just buy a better camera module uh, or uh, improve the CPU or switch out the screen for something else Uh, uh, they wound up scaling back this project after being very being very very public about what they were doing and making no beans about the fact that the problem of having a cpu on a bus and have that cpu be removable is a non a hugely non-trivial exercise Uh, the version of the device that they the platform they showed at google io had switched to basically a Conventional smartphone with a CPU mounted to a screen, but it had a couple of like little postage stamp like slots where you could stick uh, accessories and components and maybe little plastic holders that have pictures of your kids in them. Uh, and they had actually been very, very uh, upbeat about it as though as if they were absolutely going to be shipping stuff at least to developers sometime uh, this fall. But a rumor turned out to be reality and they have canceled that project. It'll, it looks like uh, they have just realized that the amount of time they're going to have to invest in in, in manpower and, excuse me, in human power and money to get this thing working and reliable is more than they're willing to risk on a completely unproven uh, sort of product that people haven't absolutely been demanding as yet uh, but uh, I, again i 'm sad to see it go because I thought that was a really interesting project. I could see so many different ways in which my life could be improved by having a modular phone like that and i 'm not talking about oh well i 'm going out to I'm, I'm going on vacation so i'm going to take the little modular uh, daily carry phone module out i 'm going to put on the big snappy power hungry really great picture taking phone i 'm talking about things Things like being able to pop out uh, uh, just a module that has all my phone identity on it, and clicking it into a little flip phone because I have to wear a suit at a family wedding and I can't be worried, I can't be carrying my, my big phablet around with me, and all all kinds of different things you could do with that sort of stuff. Uh, I just hope that this doesn't indicate that uh, the new Google under Alphabet has lost its ability to do absolutely crazy, in a wonderful way, crazy, crazy ideas that are untested, unproven, have never been done before, never been tested in the marketplace, are totally not safe. Things like Google Glass, where not only is it a crazy idea, but it's a sort of crazy idea that people who don't like Google can point at and laugh at and do really... (laughs) bad blog posts about, but nonetheless make you really think about how technology relates to people and how people are changing in their relationship with technology. I don't want them to become a boring company anymore, so I'm really sorry to see this project be folded.
0: Yeah, Project Ara was one of those that, you know, it it sounded fun. If anything, it would have been really fun to play with. Um, For me, it was always kind of and probably one of the issues they ran into is kind of thinking through. All right, are people actually going to want to buy a, a device that they can up, upgrade and change? You know, every so often. Like, I, I, I don't know if consumers think that way. They just kind of want this. So, uh, what is the latest phone that I can get that has uh, all the things? Um, you know, it definitely would have been fun. It would have been like the Lego phone. I mean, if Samsung had this, they could have just sent. Uh, they could have just sent a new battery and said, "Hey, pop this in, and it won't explode." Maybe that would have been a solution. Uh, but. Uh, it's It was fun. I'm, I'm bummed because, you know, it's one of those things that they kept on saying, like, it's coming out. Oh, look what we finally got it to do and all this. But I guess it was kind of them saying, uh, look, this is how much trouble we were having. And we finally got it to start up. So, yes, we were having issues. And that's why we only showed you that part at Google I.O.
1: <laughs> and that was a really cool demo at Google I.O. You know, um, they assembled a phone live on stage. I think they took a picture of the crowd and they tweeted that out. So, you know, you had camera um, operating system, internet, you know, tw- Twitter client, all all in one. It was, it was cool, and I kind of agree with you, Andy. Like. I know that financially this makes a lot of sense. They would have looked at it and gone, you know what, we're spending a lot of money on this project and the financial um, payoff for this is very unlikely. There's a chance it could succeed in the market but there's also a ch- chance it couldn't and I know that makes perfect financial sense but I am a little bit sad to see it go because it is one of those things that there are a lot of companies like Apple that build you know, really nice hardware, that do all the research they need to, they get everything just right, they ship it, they market it, people buy it, that's that's not that exciting it's it's cool to have those gadgets but it's much cooler to see a company do crazy things they're like hey here's a pair of glasses that you put on your face and there's a little screen up here and you're like what the what and you try it and you're like yeah okay that's interesting here's a phone that you can assemble yourself and then you're like oh yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of cool like maybe it doesn't make as much sense from a financial point of view but i really love these kind of projects and uh, I am kind of sad to see it go. Like if I'm a shareholder, which I'm not, maybe not so much, but as someone who really loves the kind of freaky and and weird things that Google do, this, this makes me a little bit sad.
2: Yeah, and we're seeing the only the closest we're coming to seeing any kind of modularity in phones are, of course, the this year's Moto Z phones uh, that have these you know these the pogo plugs on the back of the device so that you can plug a pop on an extra battery back. Uh, uh, they uh, at uh, uh, the, the trade show this week that they're Hasselblad co-developed with them a, a really styling camera back that has its own uh, sensor and its own zoom stuff like that. Um, it's I I just hate to see this, what is literally a $650, $700 computer, be sold as you are expected that you're going to throw away or give away this entire thing in two years' time and replace it with something shinier. As opposed to, we feel as though we can give you a platform that you can then build on, keep the stuff that is working great for you, just upgrade the stuff, have some control over your hardware. So. I know maybe someone else will pick up this idea or maybe even just as uh, Google Glass never became a shipping commercial product, but the ideas that were developed by having 10,000 people wearing this thing uh, for a year really fed into uh, material design and fed into the idea of how can we have allow apps to communicate through tiny little cards as needed as opposed to a complex user interface with lots of buttons
1: that maybe they don't need at every given moment. Yeah, you never know that this could end up in, in future hardware projects. I mean, the, it does kind of go along with the whole Nest thing as well. You know, Nest thing, Nest being folded back into Google and the hardware division, and it it does kind of lead you to wonder like, what is going to what is Google going to do in the hardware you know sort of space in the next few years? Because I don't know, the last few years seems really rocky for them. You know, they had the Motorola thing, didn't really go anywhere. They had Nest, they bought Dropcam, all the, all these different sort of hardware initiatives, and Ara was one of those that just don't seem to have panned out. So, yeah, it's interesting.
0: So, yeah, that actually brings up a good point. You know, uh, you're you're talking about Nest being brought back under Google, and it's the Nest quote-unquote platform team, I don't know if anyone knows what that means, which works under the divisions of Internet of Things Ecosystem, will join Google under Android chief Hiroshi Lockmeyer, who also heads up Google's Amazon Echo competitor home. Uh, So that's actually very interesting that they've brought the – it sounds – It sounds like the software team is going to be under Google, uh, which I actually think is a really good thing because Google is really great at uh, creating software and really good at thinking through like using all the data and making your, you know, your life a lot easier and really smart and stuff. And so, I mean, we've been able to see a lot of those changes with uh, Google Now and Google Search, just how like smart they have been with information that they have. So I'm actually really, really excited about that. Um, I know that some people aren't excited because they were like, oh, once, uh, you know, Nest was a part of Alphabet, it was easier for for them to think like, oh, how can Nest succeed as just a smart home uh, device? And now people think because it's under Google, it has to roll back to kind of their advertisement. But um, I, don't, I, I don't see it that way of course, everyone knows how much I love, uh, I love Google, so I, of course I'm not going look to at, look at that. Uh, but it's, I'm excited for, for them to be going back to Google. I hope, I hope that means that Nest will still, will still uh, continue after that, though. I, I hope it's not like, hey, everyone's under Google, and sorry, we killed off Nest.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. It does make, all this stuff does make me think that Google is still uh, in a phase of reorganizing itself? They it uh, it bears mentioning that they have been absolute superstars when it comes to uh, services and software. They are less experienced when it comes to putting hardware out on the kitchen table, uh, and it does look like they're not going to do the make the mistakes that like Hewlett Packard and Compaq and other uh, companies that got big made, which is to sort of have multiple com- competing and conflicting divisions uh, in, uh, under its own roof. Um, very famously, we talked about a few months ago, as a matter of fact, uh, Rick Osterlo of uh, formerly of Motorola, who was the head of uh, their uh, hardware development, uh, has been brought into Google. Uh, Project Aura was going to be... When he, when he was brought into Google, was, it was talked about as uh, R is going to be something that he's going to be taking control of, uh, and it looks like there's just some – he's going to be doing some housekeeping and trying to figure out what it means to have a Google phone, uh, which sort of uh, tacks into another interesting rumor Uh, that uh, there are going to be new phones made by Google this year. There may or may not be an event on October 4th, as a matter of fact, either in New York City or in San Francisco. But instead of there being – there are going to be two – as usual, like last year, two phones. But instead of them being called Nexus phones, they're going to be called Pixel phones. So they're going to be expanding the brand they've been using on their line of Chromebooks and on the new tablet they had last year, uh, which (laughs) – basically opens up a whole new set of questions. Uh, you would think that, no, I mean, normally, who cares about, it? okay, so the thing they, they're, they're calling is now called Magongi. Okay, who cares? Tell me how the phone works. Tell me what it can do. But it's interesting if they, uh, given that Nexus has, the thing that you always associate with the word Nexus is that you're going to be getting, it's, it's uh, Google's ability to express to the hardware community, this is the ultimate expression of standard stock Google software. That, of course. Of course, you're free to amend the material interface as much as you want. Yes, of course, if you want to build crazy Android phones with uh, with uh, holographic displays and a slide out keyboard, you can do that. But we are telling you that this is at least an example of what we're why we do, why we made the decisions that we did. Uh, and so as a result, it's you get the a pure Android experience, you get stock Android, and you get basically the the baseline directly from Google. So if there are If they were to make the next two phones pixel phones quote unquote does that now mean that okay it's, it's going to be the same thing as before they're just calling a new, a new name uh, we're just going to put that really awesome super cool i hope i hope i hope uh, led line of uh, rainbow lights somewhere on the device if all they do is that they've got i'm buying it i just love that line of rainbow <laughs> lights but it's also but it's uh, also possible that they're saying you know what we're kind of we're kind of sick of htc and samsung kind of screwing up our perfect world so we are we are going to be now we we're, we're going to be using these pixel devices to Uh, put ourselves directly in competition with you guys. So yes, it's going to be, we're going to start off with the same stock Android that we're sending out to everybody else, but we're also going to bake in some stuff that's not available to anybody else except for uh, these uh, these Pixel phone users. So we're going to make you compete with us. We're going to make you try to make a phone as good as we can, as we're making our phones right now. Uh, so I don't know. If, I don't know how that's going to work. There's, there's also rumblings that Google is going to be calling this the first phone made by Google, not simply we designed it and then we told HTC please make something like this. And then six months later, HTC makes a phone almost exactly like the Nexus 5X, but they're calling it something else. Uh, I don't know if they have the. I don't, I'm sure they don't have the ability to manufacture at this point. So it's a lot of questions. Just by a rumor that they're calling something from one two-syllable made-up word to a two-syllable word that has not been made up, pixel. We understand what pixels are, but we've, they're blocks. They are squarish blocks, but they're not six inches diagonal typically.
1: <laughs> it's funny. If this was an Apple announcement, we could, we could talk about this for many, many hours. What, what color was the name? Where was the thing? What does the X actually mean? But the thing I love, and this is a bit childish, is that one is called the Pixel. That's fairly easy to pronounce. The other one is called the Pixel XL. Try, you know, try saying that ten times really fast. And the rumour is this time around <laughs> the rumour is this time around that the major difference between the two phones will only be size. And if that's the case, I'm kind of all for that because it it was always hard to pick between the five X and the six P because you're like, well, one is smaller, but it's also less powered and it's like a different design. It's like, well, which one do I pick? If the only the actual only difference is size, then that's a plus in my book. It makes it much easier to to choose which one you want.
0: Pixel XL. Pixel yeah. XL. Pixel XL. I don't know. Pixel XL. That's gonna
2: be the new. That's gonna be the new drunk test in the South Bay. Okay. Say Pixel XL six times while walking this line. Pixel XL. Do you have a pickle? Pickle. 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 Pickle.
0: Pickle. Pickle.
2: Pickle. 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 Pickle.
0: Pickle. 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 Uh, I'm excited for Google Home. I'm really, really looking forward to that uh, in October 4th launch. We still still have a bit. We still have a bit uh, in about a month, hopefully, that will get announced. I am hoping that they will also announce their watches their android wear watches that they've been kind of teasing um i don't think this uh, this rumor had said that the android wear watches were going to be covered but um i hope i hope it does because i need a new watch i need a new watch i'm tired of people making fun of me you know it's like hey what is that a tablet on your hand russell yeah i know you're the one that makes fun of me let's just Could let's just you, get it out there
1: you have the zen watch <laughs> one is that right the original
0: yeah, it was it was the original one. So I mean, it's it was like first gen, and it's pretty terrible. And so I've been holding out. I've been holding out to get one. Uh, some some really nice watches did come out of IFA. IFA is it is it pronounced IFA? That's how I pronounce it. I don't no, know I, know I know want the to see the it pronounce the same thing,
2: man. Man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope not gonna do it can i can i just, can I just say that I
2: I, I I was putting together the show notes and i thought i knew what the letters ifa stand, stood for that this is the the one of the really one of the biggest tech conferences uh consumer electronic shows in, in in all of europe one of the oldest ones too uh so so old that it the actual word in german is the international radio ex, ex- exhibition berlin uh and like it was so strange, even if you go to the IFA's website you see you you you, you expect there's going to be some place on a ten page fact list that oh what does IFA stand for oh it stands for blah 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 and I almost started getting suspicious does it did it originally like does it mean something like you know killing baby ducks with large hammers while we laugh is that what it means and they're now now that it's no longer like nineteen sixty one and it's no longer just a, a meeting of drunk college students. So it's International Funkestal F U Funk Berlin. Please do make fun of my, my pronunciation of German. I I took Latin in in high school as my second language, and this is nothing like Latin. I think that the Latin people were not even very big fans of the German people back when Latin was a g- current language, so maybe that's why they stuck they stuck as far away from German language as they possibly can. Sorry. But anyway, so yeah, so, <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to attempt. Maybe, maybe at the end of the episode, I will attempt to say the name of uh, IFA. Uh, no, they, they had some fun announcements like the Asus uh, ZenWatch 3. So I have the original one. And I actually would say that the original one, for being one of the first generations, I actually think had some some kind of bit of style. Yes, it was clunky, uh, but they had a little line of like rose gold on it. They, they Instead of just making, you know, what was it? LG made that just like pretty much plastic uh, watch that, was comfortable on no hand Uh, you know they they really took some time to kind of think through it a little bit Um, so I I did see the Asus 3 ZenWatch 3 and it actually they switched from the rectangle display to actually a circular display and I actually think it looks it looks pretty nice Uh, one of the cool things about it is that it has three buttons which can I be kind of I guess is a bit excessive but one of the things that the button can do is actually launch apps so I'm thinking about this from like a security standpoint if you have an app for android wear watch that you created and it all it does is when you launch this app it sends like your coordinates gps coordinates or something to uh, a loved one and lets them know hey i'm in danger or i i fall and i can't get up or something that would be a really good use for one of these buttons because the the thing with uh, a- android wear that uh, is kind of hard is being able to like launch the app but if you did it from just like a button push that would be amazing
2: it would be awesome because it would be just like that scene in Empire Strikes Back, where like Lando has just figured out that the Empire has screwed him on the deal, and he's being like marched away, and but they can't see that he's tapping on his phone, and then Lobot suddenly wakes up like eight miles away because he's getting these secret instructions. Okay, we're going to be kicking these stormtroopers' butts. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, okay. You just sold me a uh, you just told, sold me a Zen watch. I'm sorry. That's that's awesome.
0: I so it's it's. Pretty <laughs> I already own the cape. Maybe, you know uh, there, there can be some.
2: I grew out the mustache.
0: Well, there we go. There we go. I think the cape would look great with uh, your your watch, Andy.
1: I can't be as suave though. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. So our exploding, you know, oil platform with phones and boats and things like that. We need like it needs to be a trilogy. And in the second one, it's Andy in a cape, and you know someone mashing the. Maybe Yasmin, you've got the ZenWatch Three. You're mashing the the button, an app comes up, and it's like boom, and then Andy like jumps out. We should license this. This is, this is gold. Yeah,
0: there we go. We, we should just create a uh, you know uh, ads for uh, ads for some people.
1: We are changing the
2: outline of this episode. Pray that we don't ch- change it any further. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't the deal, Andy. Um, yes. So this show's getting up. worse all the time. <laughs> Cult 45, malt liquor.
0: I said no more Samsung news.
1: I, I will tell you that there is one way to turn this show around. It is the Lenovo yoga book that seems to have stolen the show at IFA. Oh, hey.
0: Talk about wonderful, crazy amazing. ideas.
1: Yeah. So you, you see this all the time from manufacturers, you know, that they, they, they always want to do something different. They want to differentiate themselves. So, you know, they had twisty laptops, laptops that invert on themselves, laptops that, I don't know, you can chock your car wheels with or something. This one is kind of cool. So you've got like a, a, a full sort of screen. At the bottom, you've got another sort of um, uh, touch area top screen that can actually dynamically change. So, you know, you can have a keyboard on there and you're typing on the keyboard. Uh, you can draw on there. You can do all these different things. And I haven't seen one of these in person, but everyone that has i know a few people that have and they were like it just blew them away they, they there really is something you know cool and and magical about this thing apparently
2: yeah i mean it has that it's super super slim and a device in which being super super slim is actually relevant to its use It's, it's a ten inch really compact sort of book. As a matter of fact, the uh, engineer the uh, pro- the engineer at the head of the product, uh, when talking about the size and the thickness, was talking about. And he, he, he this is not something that PR people told him to say because it was a cute story. You can tell when he's telling the story that he said, "I I finally decided that like the Do- Dr Seuss book, the Cat in the Hat, that's a perfect size for something." And so it's about it's almost exactly the size the size of the Cat in the Hat. And so when you look at it, I haven't I haven't held it either though. I've I've now got (laughs) I I I'm furiously like swapping emails with someone who might be able to show it to me sooner rather than later. Uh, But looks like tiny, tiny, slim. The half of it that is a traditional uh, a traditional looking screen. The other the other half of it is a light up like Tron style keyboard. And when you're not type that has a trackpad built into it. Uh, And so when you're not typing on it, it can be a uh, it can just be like a Wacom like tablet sort of surface. uh, Or you can actually put paper on. On top of it and take ink notes and it will simply read it will simply record those notes as you write them and take a digital copy of it or of course you can being a yoga book you can fold it in half and use it as a tablet you can use it as a as a tent sort of thing and have it standing on your on your flight table uh and they are making uh, it's it's based on intel architecture uh, and so you can get it either as an android t- uh, tablet as uh, or you can get it as a windows 10 tablet i'm actually a lot more interested in it as an android device
0: yeah, yeah I, this, is, this is probably one of the ones, like, I, I don't get excited for tablets, but I saw this and I was like, this is actually kind of cool, like, the, the ability to use it almost like kind of like a Wacom tablet to draw on it. My only question is, what is the benefit of, uh, I mean, not my only question, but one of the questions is, like, what is the benefit of drawing on the, like, Wacom tablet-type interface or on the on the surface versus trying directly on top of the screen if there's anything better you know i'm trying to think like yes i i've used uh wacom tablets uh you know you know before and so i i, I do know from like the, the benefits of that but i know that like the ipad pro people just draw directly onto the screen which is pretty cool so I, i'm curious uh if, if they've kind of tested that out
2: well uh part of it is that this is a, this is not a big screen so if you're trying to draw directly on the screen you're covering most of it with your hand uh, also people artists are have, are training to use wacom tablets th- that way so it's kind of what they're used to and third a lot of times you're not using it as so much of a drawing surface so much as a more natural feeling sort of mouse uh, particularly if you're doing photo retouching that you just want to you want to see the effects of i want to i want to make a selection just to, to highlight this person's nose and you it's for A lot of people they don't want to see it blocked with the tip of the pen. I I agree with you uh, in that it could be uh, Apple's solution is, of course, to give you a really, really beautifully done pencil that operates directly on the surface. But I like this idea of saying we can't put we can't even pretend to put a real mechanical keyboard in a device this thin, so we're not even going to try. And if we are going to, rather than build eighty eight tiny little touch sensitive pads, we can actually probably make it easier on ourselves by making the entire things touch sensitive and just simply let it be used for a whole bunch of different things.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks actually pretty cool. I think the thing that sold me is I'm a huge note taker. I like to like actually write on paper with a pen. Um, And one of the videos I saw allowed you to write on paper like over it and it would somehow, uh, you know, pass that over to the to to the yoga book. So it looks really cool. I'm really tempted. Um, And and there is there's not a rumor. He, I guess they, they said that they're thinking about potentially bring this over to Chrome OS, which would actually be really, really cool. Um, and I'm interested in that. So I guess, uh, you know, Chrome uh, OS can run Android apps. And if they allow you to do that, what would be better, getting it as a Chromebook or as an Android tablet? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, if I, 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 want, I want to play with one.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the other thing that's cool is they've said 4.99 US. That's for the Android configuration. I think it's $50 more for the Windows 10. And shipping in October. So when I first saw this, I'm like, that's probably about $1,500 and ships never or like three years from now. And I'm like... $4.99 Four ninety nine ships in October like that's that's actually like a really really interesting price
2: yeah and I, you know I think I would rather get the Android version of it uh, it's gonna ship with uh, Android uh, marshmallow but they are saying that they're targeting a nougat release for like uh, winter or, or very shipping, very yeah. early spring right uh, and in the meantime the version of uh, marshmallow they're shipping has their own ver- their their, uh, their own internal version of having multi windowing and having Windows uh, that looks actually quite clever where uh, if you have uh, let's say uh, uh, my my mail my male client is is Outlook. And because Outlook it can be, it's this designers designed it for either tablet use or for phone use uh, the special sauce they put into the, the into the, the yoga book says that if you want you can actually have a sort of minimize the window into the phone version of it and have this completely draggable like little phone sized window or you can have it take up the entire screen or I believe you can also have a resizable window and basically it's tricking uh, marshmallow into thinking that oh we have a tablet but oh my God, the space and time keep warping and the size of this tablet keeps changing uh, or something like that. So it looks like you'll have something that will be usable until you have access to the official uh, Android version of multi-windowing.
0: It looks cool. It looks cool. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see when it gets released. Um, I, I think it looks it looks pretty sweet. So, yeah. It's been fun hardware. Fun hardware. Uh, some exploding hardware. You know, some rumors of hardware. <laughs> some... Uh, keyboard, uh, you know, key, uh, I don't know what you would call the the Yoga Book keyboard. Uh, I'd call it magic,
1: as and we think <laughs> magic. You're keyboard? gonna love it.
0: Wait, no, you can't use that. That's Apple. When the surface
1: uh, <laughs> between the keyboard and just the interface with the user blends together, and it almost becomes magical. And I, I can't do a very good Johnny Iff, I'm Sorry, <laughs> but I'm sure there's a lot of superlatives and and cool like descriptive words you could throw in there to to describe this yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing <laughs> device. <laughs> Yeah, they they
2: actually call it the Halo keyboard. I knew that. I knew that there was some sort <laughs> of like marketing sort of name they put on it, uh, but it's, it does seem to be, a be like a sort of a best of both worlds sort of things. And, and they, of course, you take away any sense of tactile feedback because it is just a sheet of glass. But you're also getting the same sort of adaptive. Uh, software that is put into pretty much every on-screen keyboard on your phone. So for instance, if you, uh, if you hit someplace between the T and the R, it can tell by context that, okay, I know that he... That His fingertip landed more on the R key than the T, but I can tell by the context of the words that he's typing that he probably meant to hit a T, so I'm going to assume that's a T. So you, it, in theory, it would appear that it's not going to be as bad as whatever glass keyboard you might have used in, like, 1998 because uh, it's going to be smart enough to figure it out. But, yeah, it's, it, there's, a, there's a lot to like about this. Uh, instinctively, I really, really like this idea. Yeah, you're gonna
1: to have to get one for the show, Andy. I think this needs to be a mission. I think I'm gonna to have to get one for to, the show, for the good and... of the show. It, that, that's we just think about your listeners. <laughs> that's, really? that's all we're thinking about. Had,
2: had, had I not had I not already like bought like a buttload of stuff on adafruit because i want to start there's a project i want to build i'd say you know let's take five hundred dollars and just like put it put an envelope under the table just in case they can't loan me one like on the day of uh, on pre-release because i kind of i kind of want to have this for for research purposes for research i told i told myself that i was going to need to have an android notebook because i don't have an android notebook as part of my test hard i i, I should buy this as a responsible citizen <laughs> it's, it's the only yes, possible yes, course of action it's logical <laughs>
0: Well, if they're not already using uh, Beyonce's Halo song, they're, they're missing out. I think they, they need to do that, you know, Cause they, so they can add that, you know, the, the chorus where it's like, I can, I can see your halo, halo. No, I'm not going to sing it, so don't worry. But uh, yeah, see, yeah, you're, you're moving around. So they need to go do that. Uh, it's going to hit you like a ray of sun. I want to thank everyone for listening. It's uh, been fun talking to you. Russell, where can people find you and uh, connect with you online?
1: Uh, they can find me, probably the best place is on Twitter, and my handle there is Rusty Shelf. So if you can think about an oxidizing uh, piece of metal that holds your books or something like that, that's that's where you find me.
0: And Andy, where can people find you?
2: Commercially, my stuff is published on SunTimes.com and in the print editions. Uh, but if you can spell the word Anatko, you can uh, hit my uh, my Twitter feed, my Instagram, and my website at Anatko.com.
0: And you can find me at, at Yasmeen Evian on Twitter. You could find us at the show at Material Podcast. Uh, keep on sending us your locations. And uh, we want to keep on hearing from you at materialpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. And go buy a sticker. Go buy a fun material sticker. And, uh, yeah, continue to bug Andy and not Yasmin for stickers. Until next time, stay in material. <laughs>